Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. As we continue our journey back through 1960s TV, we're going to take a look today at Ivan Dixon and just why did he leave Hogan's Heroes? Because even to this day, there are still viewers and fans of the show that have their debates and their theories and opinions as to why he really did leave. So we're going to take a look at that and let's go ahead and take a deep dive into it now. But first of all, let's take a look at who Ivan Dixon was. Ivan Dixon was born on April 6th, 1931 in New York City. He graduated from Lincoln University and North Carolina Central University. He studied drama at the Case Western Reserve University and the American Theater Wing. So he had a very solid background in regard to acting very early on. He knew what he wanted to do with his life, and he pursued that very early. He would go on to appear on Broadway in The Cave Dwellers and in A Raisin in the Sun. He would go on to be in films. He began to head in that direction. For starters, he was the stunt double for Sidney Poitier in the 1958 film, The Defiant Ones. They became lifelong friends, by the way. Then he ended up going over into television where he appeared in episodes of The Twilight Zone, Perry Mason, Laramie, and The Fugitive, among others. And he went back to film. In 1964, he was in the movie Nothing But a Man along with Abby Lincoln. Now, that is a very good movie. I think it's on YouTube. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a really good movie. And it was the piece of work, the piece of acting that he did that he was the most proud of. It is a good movie. It really is. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. Of course, the following year, he was cast in Hogan's Heroes, a brand new TV show on CBS, as Sergeant Staff Sergeant G- James K- Staff Sergeant James Kinch Kinchlow. He was the communications specialist. He was also the translator of German, and he was basically second in command to Colonel Hogan. Now, my favorite character on Hogan's Heroes has always been Kinch. I just like the way he carried, I, I like the way he carries himself. Um, or the, the way, I guess I should speak this in the past tense. I like the way he carried himself. Um, I like his style. He was serious. He brought a sense of balance to the craziness within that show. Um, the zaniness that was exhibited so frequently. He brought a sense of stability and a sense of calm. And he was really masterful at those German impersonations. He brought a lot to the table in the role of Kinch. And honestly, it was a groundbreaking role because you didn't see characters, African-American actors, portraying roles of that nature on TV until the fall of 1965 with he and Hogan's Heroes and Bill Cosby over on I Spy. So those were definitely groundbreaking roles. And of course, as the 60s continued, you'd have... Don Mitchell in Ironside, and then Greg Morris in Mission Impossible, Gail Fisher in Mannix, Clarence Williams III in The Mod Squad. So it continued to just basically increase as time went on, but Ivan Dixon was one of the first in Hogan's Heroes. Now to this day, Hogan's Heroes does get a lot of flack because it kind of showed that it was the premise, you know, about the show. But the show is really funny. 
you know, I, I watch it often. And the entire series is available on DVD, I think also Blu-ray. And it has been shown on MeTV for many, many years in the same time slot, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, weeknights, 9 o'clock Central. But the show is really funny. I discovered Hogan's Heroes uh, in 1980. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, I had watched, it was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon or evening around 5 o'clock. And I watched a movie. I think it was a Western or something or maybe a Doris. I think it was a Doris Day movie. And um, so I was channel serving to try to find something to watch. And I ran across Hogan's Heroes. First thing that jumped out at me was Richard Dawson because I didn't know that he was a part of the show and I was madly in love with him at the time. But uh, I didn't really get into Hogan's Heroes until 20 years later, which was in, of course, 2000 when it was being shown on TV land. All of a sudden, I saw an episode that just really clicked for me and I fell in love with the show and it definitely is one of my favorites. The show was a top 10 hit in its very first season. It finished at number nine in the ratings for the 1965-66 season and it continued to win its time slot throughout its run. Um, despite the fact that, like I said, the uh, World War II ended 20 years earlier, and the controversial premise of the show, it remained a fan favorite and still does to this very day. Now, Ivan Dixon was definitely, like I said, um, he brought a lot to the table. He was a very important character within the show. Um, no complaints, you know, during the research that we've done for this episode, didn't find any kind of uh, backlash or any type of uh you know, drama in regard to Ivan being a part of the show. Um, no kind of racial issues. There was one kind of racial issue that took place once, which I'll get to in a minute. But he got along very well with his castmates, you know, and, you know, he enjoyed working on the show. And it definitely, you know, was a great source of not only exposure, because of the fact that he did Hogan's Heroes for five years made it easier for him to transition into the role of directing, which we'll get into that later as well. But the exposure was really good for him, not to mention the money, because being on a successful weekly series has a lot of perks to it. It's certainly a great way to not only build up a resume for yourself, but to also be able to go into other, you know, areas within acting, within the field of acting and entertainment, which is what he did. And not to mention, like I said, the pay, you know, it's very financially, financially lucrative to be a part of a successful weekly TV series. But uh, doing research for this episode, I ran across um, an article in a magazine in 1968. It was either Modern Screen or maybe Photoplay, one of those magazines that we had back in the day, Modern Screen, maybe Movie Mirror. Um... There was a birthday party for Richard Dawson's son, Gary. It was his sixth birthday. This was 1968. And there was an article in this particular issue of whichever magazine it was about the birthday party. Now, in attendance were Bob Crane and his three kids. Warner Klemper was there with his daughter. John Banner was in attendance as well. And so was Ivan Dixon with his three kids. He just had a baby daughter, he and his wife. I mean, just a little, little bitty baby. And so, you know, he brought his three kids to the party. There was a picture in the article, because it's full of pictures, where uh, Warner Klemper's daughter, who was probably about maybe eight, nine years old, 
was keeping a very close eye on this little itty bitty baby throughout the party. So he was in attendance and um, they had, a, like I said, they, there were no kind of issues behind the scenes in regard to, you know, Ivan and like I said, the cast members of the show. Um, the only ones who were not in attendance at that party, by the way, were Robert Clary and Larry Hovis. But uh, there was one incident, as I was mentioning before, where this, I think, was in the first or second season of the show. It was pretty early on. There was an episode. I cannot recall the episode, the title, or anything like that. But uh, there was a woman who ended up in, you know, the prison camp with them. These guys had not seen a woman in quite some time. And so they were all, you know, kind of, you know, drooling over her literally and checking her out and, you know, happy to see a female's presence. And so, you know, Kent was no different. He was checking her out too. Well, the director of that episode, not sure which director it was, but he pulled Ivan aside and said, um, basically, hey, man, I mean, Ivan, um, you can't look at her that way. You can't look at her the way that the rest of them, the, the way the rest of them are. You, you just can't do that. And so, you know, he protested as to, well, why not? You know, I'm a man and she's a woman. What's, you know, why not? And the director was basically like, well, you know, you know why. So Ivan said, well, I'm going to go talk to Eddie about that. Eddie being Edward Feldman, who was the executive producer of the show. So he did go and talk to Edward Feldman and, um, Eddie basically told him, hey, Ivan, you do what you think is best. You handle this scene however you choose to do so. You do what you want to with it. I've seen the episode. And um, sure enough, you know, Kent was, you know, not quite. He did hold back a little more than the others did. But he was still, you know, checking out this woman. And definitely, like I said, happy to see her there. So he held it very, very well. Um, he was, you know, like I said, uh, not oblivious to her being there. He definitely appreciated her, you know, her presence. And uh, that was acknowledged in his portrayal within that episode. But for the most part, there were not any problems behind the scenes on the show. The show was a very friendly show. The set was very friendly, very open, very hospitable atmosphere. It was an open set, meaning that visitors were welcome. Um, And so it was a very warm, friendly, funny place to work. Now, there have also been rumors that, okay, well, he left the show because he didn't like Bob Crane. No issues from what we have read or looked into regarding Ivan Dixon and Bob Crane. As a matter of fact, um, when the show ended, it was unceremoniously canceled in 1971. It was a victim of the rural purge. Um, Bob Crane actually wrote letters, handwritten letters to all. I think he typed these letters, actually, I think. Uh, he composed letters to all of his castmates, including Ivan Dixon, who had left the show by that point. And he sent them letters and Within Ivan's letter, he said that, you know, although you weren't with us for the last season, you know, I enjoyed working with you and I'm paraphrasing. This is not what he said verbatim. I'm paraphrasing. He basically said that I enjoyed us working together and I wish you well. I hope we get to work together in the future. And, you know, you were missed in our final season. So, uh, yeah, these letters are in the book. The Definitive Biography of Bob Crane. It's written by Carol Ford and Linda Groundwater, if I'm not mistaken. It's a really thick book. The hardback version, which I have, is super thick. There's also a paperback version as well, but that's where these letters are. They're in that book. So um, 
again, no kind of evidence or, or proof that there were any issues between the two, Ivan or Bob. Some claim that Ivan Dixon didn't like what like, did not like to work with Richard Dawson, that that was the problem. But again, no issues in regard to Ivan Dixon or Richard Dawson. Um, the only kind of issue that, and it didn't get out of control, I must say, most of the cast of the show, um, most of them were Democrats. Bob Crane was a Republican. And of course, we're talking the 1960s, the Vietnam War, civil rights, women's rights, um, police brutality. And so Richard Dawson was the most outspoken of the cast members in regard to his views. And of course, he and Bob Crane did disagree, but it was nothing that was ever out of control, nothing that ever became, you know, confrontational, let alone physical. So again, no issues in regard to Ivan Dixon, however, and Richard Dawson. Um... The show didn't really, I mean, let's face it, the real stars of that show were Bob Crane, Warner Klemperer, and John Banner. They were the real stars of the show. They got the most screen time, they got the most attention, they got the most storylines. Um, the other guys on the show were kind of in the background, sort of. They, again, they all were really good. I love the cast of Hogan's Heroes, love the cast very much. And uh, they all, like I said, were wonderful. But they, like I said, were all kind of in the background a little bit. And Ivan thought that he was really in the background. And he kind of thought that he didn't really have a whole lot to do. I mean, he did make calls to London all the time. He was always going radioing London, you know, you know, he, but he just felt that he wasn't really being used enough, that his talents were not being utilized as much as he wanted them to be. Um, he would tell Robert Clary that, uh, you know, what am I doing here? He'd always usually laugh about it. He's always really good natured about it. And he would, you know, tell him, you know, what am I doing here? You know, I really don't have a whole lot to do. But he wasn't the only one who felt that way because someone else felt pretty underused. And that was Larry Hovis. Larry Hovis actually left Hogan's Heroes briefly in 1968. He went over to join the cast of Rona Martin's Laugh-In, which made its debut that January of 68 on NBC. He left to go and not only star in the show, but also to be a writer. But when Laugh-In won its first Emmy Award for the show, he was not acknowledged at all. His writing talents and credits contributions were not acknowledged. So he pretty much said, well, if this is how it's going to be working on this show, I'm not going to be acknowledged for what I bring to the table. I might as well go back to Hogan's Heroes, which is what he did. And he stayed there until the show ended in 1971. So I think that kind of, you know, all of the uh, guys felt maybe a little bit underused. I think that Richard Dawson and Robert Clary also felt that way because they too went off to do other things. You know, when the show would go, on to go into hiatus, they would go and do other things. I think they all felt maybe a little bit underused in the background. But Ivan, I think, felt the most underused because he really had a strong passion to go into directing. He spent a lot of time on set watching how the whole directing process went. And so he decided he wanted to really go and be a director. So that's what he did. He left the show after the fifth season in 1970. Now, interestingly enough, um, when the show came back that fall, he'd been replaced by Sergeant Baker, portrayed by Kenneth Washington. Uh, no mention of what happened to Kinch. Lots of TV shows did that back then. Someone would leave and there was no kind of resolution. 
no kind of conclusion, no kind of epilogue, if you will. They just were not there anymore. And that's what happened in this case. You just didn't see Kent anymore. All of a sudden you saw Baker. Um, but Ivan Dixon um, would later say the reason he left this show was because the Hogan's Heroes, as I said, won its time slot every week. It was a very successful show, did very well in the ratings, a fan favorite. He thought the show was going to go on for many, many years. He thought it was going to go on for a really, really long time, and he didn't want to just continue to hang around or not have a lot to do. He wanted to immediately dive into directing. So that's why he decided to leave when he did. But he did later say on several occasions that had he known the show was going to end when it did, he would have stayed. He would have stayed and he would not have left. But he just didn't know the show was going to end as soon as it did. As for Kenneth Washington, he, um, I like Baker. I thought that he was a good addition, a good replacement. I mean, Kinch, kind of hard to replace, to be honest, but I think that he did the best that he could. Um, He's the only surviving cast member of Hogan's Heroes. Everyone else from the show has passed away, sadly. Um, Ivan Dixon, other than Cynthia Lynn, was the only cast member to leave the series. Cynthia Lynn left after the first season. She had become romantically involved with Bob Crane. They were both married. They were having a very torrid affair. She decided to leave the show to try to save her marriage, but she and her husband divorced anyway, and she regret leaving the series and regret ending her relationship with Bob Crane. But uh, when John Banner passed away, because John Banner, who portrayed Sergeant Schultz, passed away in 1973, um, everyone within the cast, except for Richard Dawson, they all got together and they all paid homage to him in, um, I believe, the L.A. Times, I think it was. There was a large tribute to him and they were all a part of the tribute. Richard Dawson did not handle death very well. And that's why he was not a part of it. He um, really had issues regarding anything in regard to anyone dying so that's why he would he was not a part of the tribute to john banner he did later say though in the 90s that the show was very fun to work on it was a lot of fun to work on the show and uh, if you remember seeing him on family feud he would on occasion go into this schultz type voice from time to time he adored john banner was very close to him so it was not anything against john banner it was just some people just they they just really um react that way when someone passes away but uh ivan dixon of course went on to become a very successful uh director he directed the movie trouble man which starred robert hooks and marvin gay did the amazing soundtrack or score to it and he also did a lot a lot of episodes like television directing he directed episodes of starsky and hutch the waltons the a-team the bionic woman wonder woman the rockford files switch magnum pi and quincy and also get christy love and the mod squad so he was a very prominent successful director from the years of 1970 to 1983 now during his time on hogan's heroes he also appeared in the tv movie the final war of oily winter he appeared in that in 1967 he uh, received an emmy nomination for that and then also in 1962, I forgot to mention this, he was in the Kane's 100 episode, um, the TV show, The Kane's 100. I've never heard that TV show before, but he was in an episode along with Dorothy Dandridge. And, um, you know, that was her last acting 
you know, appearance, her last acting credit. It was released as a film in Europe under the name The Murder Men. So this I would love to become more familiar with because I'm also a fan of Dorothy Dandridge. Would love to find out more about that. But I did forget to mention those credits as well that he was doing when he was a part of Hogan's Heroes. So he was, of course, like I said, a very prominent, successful director with an episodic television. He enjoyed doing that. And then he also was in the classic 1976 film Car Wash. He was Lonnie. Now, just like kind of like Kenton Hogan's Heroes, Lonnie was the only one who had any kind of sense. Lonnie was mature. He was older. He was a family man. Everyone else who worked at the car wash was immature, always cracking jokes and goofing off, except for Abdullah, who was portrayed by Bill Duke. Abdullah was just very resentful of the whole situation. He was hostile. He was defiant, very much an outsider, but he did respect Lonnie. Lonnie was the only one he respected and the only one he was friends with at the car wash. But if you haven't seen Car Wash, it's a classic 70s film. Great soundtrack. Um, the song, the title song, Car Wash, was number one hit in the 70s, 1977, as a matter of fact. I think Car Wash might be on YouTube, but if not, it's really a good movie worth watching. It's a really funny movie, and like Ivan Dixon was really good in it, and I love the character of Lonnie. Perfect fit for him. He basically had left acting by that point, but... Something about Car Wash caught his attention, so he decided that he would appear in that movie, and I'm so glad that he did, because he really made the movie even better. Um, he also went on to live in Hawaii for a while. He lived in Maui, and he owned and operated a radio station, K-O-N-I, for a while. Then he left Hawaii and sold the station in 2002 due to health reasons. He was married for a very long time. Married in 1954, and he had four kids. Two of them, sadly, would precede him in death. And he himself would pass away in 1990. I'm sorry. He passed away in 2008 on March 16th, 2008, due to kidney failure. And I remember hearing about Ivan Dixon's passing. Definitely was very saddened by that because, again, he was a good director, good actor, um, everything I've ever seen him in, he was very good at. Whether it was directing an episode of a certain TV show or whether he was, like I said, in the Twilight Zone of The Fugitive or in the film, um, you know, Nothing But a Man. And of course, in Hogan's Heroes, he was very good in anything that he did. Now, I saw an interview in preparation for this episode that he did um, somewhere in the 2000s, several years before he passed away. And he talked about his career. Um, he said that he was very proud of, you know, his, you know, uh, you know, the directing that he did, particularly the movies he directed. Um, he was most proud, as I said earlier, of the film, Nothing But a Man. Unfortunately, he called every other thing that he did in regard to acting, quote unquote, junk, which evidently that included Hogan's Heroes as well, which I hate that because according to his daughter, he found some of the aspects of his character in Hogan's Heroes to be stereotypical. I hate he had that kind of a mindset or that kind of an opinion because Kent was definitely not stereotypical. I mean, there was nothing at all about Kent that was embarrassing or degrading in any kind of way. Nothing at all that was negative. He was, like I said, a very important part of every mission that they did. 
within the show. He was a very invaluable team member. And there was nothing at all about the character of James Kinslow. Like I said, that wasn't any way degrading or humiliating or embarrassing the African-American, the African-American community in any kind of way. But she did also say that he did appreciate the opportunities that Hogan's Heroes brought to his career. Like I said, that's what opened up him being able to make the transition into directing so easily um, because he'd been on that show. But it seemed like he had gotten a little bit bitter in regard to Hogan's Heroes as the years went by, which that can happen, unfortunately, to some actors. Now, some go in the opposite direction, like Tina Louise with Gilligan's Island. She was, of course, very bitter for a long time regarding her role on that show as Ginger Grant. But over time, I think her daughter had a lot to do with it. Um, She has become more accepting of her legacy and her connection to Gilligan's Island. Her legacy is being known as Ginger. I think she's finally somewhat at peace with that. Um, I know they did the Gilligan's Island cruise some years ago, and she was a part of that. She was a part of their uh, being honored at the TV Land Awards. She was in an episode of Roseanne where, you know, the remaining cast members all appeared in, you know, cameos. Uh, She participated in a couple of TV interviews with Good Morning America. Um, In the 80s, also the last um, interview that they all did together, the entire cast on Ross Schaefer's talk show back in 1988. Actually, that was my 17th birthday. So that was a great birthday present for me. But she has evidently come to, um, you know, peaceful terms with Gilligan's Island. But I feel badly that Ivan Dixon seemed to have kind of gone in the opposite direction in regard to Hogan's Heroes. I don't think that he ever, I'm not sure I could be wrong, um, but I didn't see any kind of, uh, you know, evidence that he stayed in contact with any of his former castmates. I'm not sure if they ever saw each other again don't know if any of them attended his funeral when he passed away. Actually, I don't think he had a funeral. Now that I think about it, I might be wrong about that too, but he might not have had a funeral. I don't think that he did. But I don't think that he and his castmates stayed in touch. Uh, Don't think that they stayed close, um, unfortunately. Um, I do know that Bob Crane stayed close to Warner Klemperer. Um, Richard Dawson and Robert Clary, they had become distant over the years, but they reconnected years later. So um, Larry Hovis and Richard Dawson, they stayed good friends, as did Larry Hovis and Robert Clary. But uh, it's a delightful show, Hogan's Heroes. It's a lot of fun to watch. And like I said, I do enjoy it. It, it makes me laugh. It, it puts me in a good place. And like I said, I love the cast. Cast is wonderful, and they work so well together. Great, great chemistry, and uh, again, it's it's an enjoyable show. And again, Ivan Dixon had a lot to do with that. So we just want to take a look at Ivan Dixon and just kind of really clear up why he left Hogan's Heroes, clear up some of the innuendo and some of the gossip and some of the untrue rumors circulating all these years about why he left. But he left because he just felt as though he was not being used enough on the show. And he was very eager to jump into an acting, not an acting, but a uh, directing career, which he did and was so successful at. He mastered it beautifully. But so that's why he left the show. Not because of any animosity or anything like that. Um, Again, as he said, uh, had he known the show was going to end so soon, he definitely would not have left. He would have stayed. But uh, yeah, Ivan Dixon, Sergeant James Kinchlow. Kinch, like I said, again, he and Clink are my two favorites on the show. 
And uh, yeah, so glad that I discovered that show all those years ago and that I'm a fan of it, you know, today. We both like it a lot. So anyway, that's today's episode as we continue to take our journey through the 1960s. We want to take a look at Ivan Dixon and his... uh, you know, departed from Hogan's Heroes in 1970. We'll have a brand new episode coming up in a couple of days. We continue to stay in the 60s for a little while longer. Thank you for joining us for this episode today of Two Sisters in a TV. Don't forget to hit that follow button over on Spotify and also leave us a rating and leave us a review. We love to receive those. And if you like, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review over there as well. Thank you for your time and your enormous support and for taking this journey with us as we continue this podcast. And we will see you on the next episode.